What's up, guys? It's another Friday, and we're back with smiling faces. Welcome to First the Business Video Podcast. First the Business, First the baby. Business, I'm Kato, your host. Baby. And like I told you guys last week, we have a very special guest on the show today. And that, and she's here, Mayor Allgood of Troy, North Carolina. Say hello to the people. Hello. Thank you all for having us. It's, it's exciting to be here, here in Troy, North Carolina. Yes, yes, it is, man. And, you know, it's a lot of things going on in Troy right now that we're going to get into tonight. And I want the people to know or learn more about you tonight. You know, first of all, you're a pastor of a church called True Worship Ministries in Bisco, North Carolina, also the mayor of Troy, North Carolina, and a mother. Right. How many kids do you have? We have four. You have four kids. Mm -hmm. Yep, and three grandbabies. Okay. <laughs> three grandbabies. Oh, Italy, what's up? Say what's up to the people, Italy. Yeah, how y'all doing? I hope you guys are doing good tonight. Yeah. And of course, we got Grayson in the background again from Grayson's Family Fund. He's very excited to have the mayor on the show tonight. So getting back into it, though, like I first met you, I met you through my wife, uh, came to your church, yes. and that's the first time I think I ever met you. I heard your voice and the way you was preaching and singing. I was like, yo, her words mixed with her voice. It reminds me like of a Lauren Hill or a Tasha oh. Cobbs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's why I'm kind of nervous tonight, you know, because, you know, Lauren Hill is one of my biggest, I'm, I'm a big fan of Lauren Hill, and I'm kind of nervous tonight, but I'm excited at the same time, and I'm honored. My honor. My honor. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we had some people send us some questions from the Facebook, and we'll we'll get to those a little later. Okay. We'll slide them in. But what's been going on with you as mayor right now? Well, as mayor, well, there's a whole lot going on. Right. <laughs> really, pretty much. Um, you know, one thing about Troy, Troy has so much potential, so many things yes. that are here. Um, it's just a beautiful town. And yes. being as beautiful as it is, um, I'm looking and searching for the next. And that was what I, the platform that I ran on. I said, you know, we have, you know, we're preparing for our, we're actually strengthening our now. What we have right now is strengthening that. Right. But we also have to prepare for our next. Yeah. And with that being said, I've been going, just going to different conferences. I was able to travel up to Kansas City, um, Missouri, able to go out to Houston, Texas, wow. um, and just a lot of different conferences, Blowing Rock, all of these uh, places where just pretty much trying to find out what's going on in other towns. What are other mayors doing? What is it that we can actually bring into Troy right. um, in order to to just push Troy further than where it is now? Um, not to to transform it, you know, because like I said, we have a really good town, right. but to be able to use what's in the town and pull out what's in it um, so that, you know, so that we can can be the, the fullest that we can be here in the town. So during your journey, have you uh, found any towns that's like really similar to Troy? Um, I have. As mm -hmm. a matter of fact, there's um, a, a couple of people that I met, mayors that I met out mm -hmm. in Georgia. And uh, this we met them in Houston, Texas, but to sit down and also in South Carolina okay. um, with small towns. One young man mm -hmm. had 400 people in his town, but he is, I mean, like he's doing it. 400, I mean, 400, people, in 400 people in the town and he's the mayor of it. 
How many uh, people in the town of Troy? 4,000. 4,000. Yeah, okay. yeah, around 4,000. May have a little less than that. The the census is coming through, so we'll have a greater feel of okay. that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah Troy it's, got 4,000 people in there. such a small town. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I thought there was like 50 people here. <laughs> nah, just, Look, now you in Troy, you might get beat up before you leave Troy, so you better chill out with that. I'll make a simple phone call and it's <laughs> on. It's on and popping. Uh, I'm quiet, I'm quiet. <laughs> but that's, that's crazy, though. 400 people in the town and they're doing a lot of things. Oh, do you yes. happen to remember the name of the town? I, um, I do not remember the name. I don't know if it's Columbus, South Carolina, but the actual the mayor was the president of the U.S. mayors. Okay. So it's, you know, and the U.S. mayors is are all the mayors that come together, mm-hmm. and he was actually the president of All that. the mayors in the whole country? Uh, the whole country, okay. the United States of America. Well, and he sure. was the president, but yet he has this little bitty small town. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, that is amazing. <laughs> yes, exactly. I wonder how he got that position. I don't know. <laughs> he must work really hard, though. And that's it. That's it. It's yeah. just a matter of putting yourself out there. As a mayor, I'm telling you, because sometimes it's the difference between strong mayors and weak right. mayors is what they call it. Right. A strong mayor, pretty much, you can go in and fire anybody you want to, True. right? You use your muscles. Mm-hmm. But with a weak mayor, um, it's pretty much we, uh, which here in Troy, I'm a so-called weak mayor, um, where I depend a lot on the board in order to pass through things. Okay. So I can't just go in and, and hire, fire, and you know, do all of that. Okay. Um, it's, I make recommendations. Okay, sort of like the Barack Obama situation. Pretty you know, much you know, so. You ran the country. Yes, exactly, so, you know, exactly. But anyway, congratulations on becoming the mayor. Thank and, you. And everything you do as a pastor, congratulations on that. And so how does it, how do you deal with, like you said, you uh, you work with the board, right? And they call you the weak mayor, <laughs> right? Well, how do you deal with people treating you like that? Well, I mean, you know, the, the thing is this: it's it's a matter of although it's considered to be a weak mayor, mayors in and of itself mm-hmm. have um, we represent the town, right? Right. So if I show up, I'm showing up for the yeah. for Troy, right? Right. So no matter no matter how people view it. On the inside, I'm going to tell you, whenever people come from the outside in, mm-hmm. um, I am well respected. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Because, you know what? You're the first female mayor right. in Troy. And on top of that, you're the first black female mayor right. in Troy. And that's something that I never thought I would see in my lifetime. I was yeah. hoping I would, you know, and it happened. Right. Just right. like I was hoping I would see a black president. And I want to see a, a black female president. And right. I think you're good for that, too. <laughs> Mr. Barack Obama. Isn't it? But, yeah. but yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I really think you have, I have high expectations of you. Well, you I know, and, and I, it makes me mad sometimes when I hear people trying to talk down on you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because most of the time it's men. And it's hard for men to have a female leader over them. Right. Even though they're married and the woman in the house is the leader anyway. And they don't know that. <laughs> they don't know that. But that's how it is. And, right. and the the female is a very strong person in 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 our society. Right. Has been for hundreds and hundreds of years. Very powerful. Um just like your words, they're very inspirational and influential. So I think people should give you the respect, you know, because you earn it. Right. Every time I see you, you're smiling. Even when I pass you on the highway, you're smiling in the car. <laughs> I see you smiling like that. She is. But um, Italy, like one time, the KKK came to Troy and was protesting. You know how they do or whatever they want to do. Yeah. But they came to Troy. And this is way before she was mayor. And I seen a video clip. And I w- I'm going to try to pull it up and show it to you. But the video clip 
it was a big crowd of people, and the only voice I heard was the mayor's voice. <laughs> she was in the wow. middle of the crowd just shouting, just just shouting all kind of stuff. I'm like, that's for some. That's, that's the type of people you need. Exactly. Like, wow, for real, man, we definitely need that type of people around us. And I'm glad that she's in the position that she's in for Troy right now. And, you know, uh, how do you feel about the new highway that just was built around Troy? Now, the highway has, I know it's taken a lot of the traffic um, away from the town. Mm-hmm. So it, it it is posing that type of problem. Mm-hmm. But I really feel that the bypass was necessary okay. for Troy to be able to realize that we have to come up to the plate. Right. Um, because sometimes we can get comfortable you know, doing oh, what yeah. we do, how we do, you know, it's, we good. Yes. But because of the threat of the, the bypass, it's like, okay, now, Troy, we got to bring out what we really have. Got to. Now, you know, we, we can say that we have a, a good, you know, um, North Main and we have a, a nice, you know, all, whatever, yeah. um, with the Denson Creek, the golf course and so forth. Right. But the thing is, is that we can get mm. so, um, so, so, in a place of lackadaisical where we just feel like we got this. Right. But um, this bypass now, it challenges us to bring out our best. You know, bring it up to the plate. We have it. It's yes. just a matter of just bringing it out now. Right. And you know, um, when I started my trucking company, we, I was out there driving myself and we would go through, like, we'd be in different cities, in different states. <clears throat> and one night we was out on the highway and we needed gas. We saw the signs for gas on the side of the road. So we took the exit. We went and when we pulled up to the town, it was a ghost town. I mean, like all these stores were there, but it had they had wood on the windows. Wow. And we found out that it was a new bypass that they had put into place. Wow. And it shut all the businesses down mm-hmm. because people wasn't stopping and frequenting the businesses there. Right. It's, so it's the same way. Um, I'm from the area of Rockingham. Uh-huh. You ever heard of LRV? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's shut, true. That's 20, true. Two twenty shut that uh, that little shut it down. down. Wow. Yeah. See, that's what that, that's what I was wondering. Like, people say Troy is going to be a ghost town soon, but I say I don't think so because, right. like, you, we have businesses here. Like, we have the Food Kings, we have the Food Lions. I think Food Lion would go before Food King, right? Because Food King, I mean, Food Lion being so far out. And people in town can get the food king faster. Right, right. And the quick check off of the uh, bypass, I think, down by the credit union. Right. I think they'll stay open mm-hmm. and definitely BP. Right. You know, so I don't really think that Troy was shut down and become a ghost town because I, we even got new businesses opening up. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you, we, well, we're the county seat. Right. So if mm-hmm. people want to pay their water bill, you know, they come in here for court. That's true. They come in here for, you know, the probation officers and all of those different things. Um, and so and also with our tra- Troy stage, uh-huh. our town stage. Oh, yeah. That's, that's and true. that's bringing in like five, six hundred people every time an event is going down. Wow. So during I mean, if have you ever been down there? Now, what day, oh what days are they on? Um, every other Thursday. I, um, we don't have any more for the rest of this year, though, because okay. it's during the summer months. But on every other Thursday, it's a group that comes out and they have the brewery. They have people selling um, food. Do they have alcohol out there? They do have alcohol. <laughs> I got to go. Yeah, I'm not I a drinker. Uh, but, no, you know. I know you're not a drinker. 
<laughs> but it's a lot of people that I mean they're they're out there. Like I said, five six hundred people in one night. Wow. So people are coming, and it's like so. I said, so they're just out singing and just having a good yeah, time. Yeah, like um, they bring in different bands. Okay. Our Main Street um, organization brings in bands, and they'll have them up there, and they're okay. singing, and and you know people are sitting there enjoying. I, I definitely got to check it out. You said they're not going to be. Any more for the rest of this well, year? For the rest of the, well, as far as from our main street, now people can can rent it out. Okay. So it may uh, be other people that's on the schedule okay. that I'm not aware of right now until okay. they start advertising. Because I know we got um, we got the coffee shop downtown. Yes, you are in Mercantile. And we have uh, Tia Capo opened up a shop. A hemp, a hemp, hemp shop. Hemp She's shop. That's good. Yes. I wonder how that's going. I haven't talked to her, so I need to get up with her and find out how that business is going. And right. uh, what else do we have downtown? Um, Caroline's Boutique is there. Right. Also, um, the it's enough. It's Crawford's Diner okay. is there. Um, we we have some some businesses that are coming in. Well, Esther, the Esther House, that's more What's focused that? on domestic violence victims oh, okay. and different things that's like that. That's what I needed. Right. We have a printing company. As a matter of fact, my husband who I've has used his, them. Yeah, that yeah. printing company, I'm telling you, they, they're they good. They're really good. And the price is reasonable. Too. Oh, very much. I, we try I, to go online and, and we compared it to here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's hard to find prices for a physical store cheaper than exactly, online. Exactly, online, store. right. And the name of that is uh, Carolina Printing, I think. It is, yeah, Carolina it is, Printing. it is. Yeah, they, they do good work and I do recommend them for people that have businesses around or anything. You know, if you need right. anything, they do t-shirts and everything. Exactly. Yeah. And we're looking at a brewery coming in town as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm happy because that's good. How big though? Like, how big is the Well, the what's been described to us is that where you where you can actually see the beer being made. Okay. Um, so, you know, that type, uh, it, right there at the corner, as you're going down at the corner where the light is across from the Mercantile. Okay. Um, is where they're not directly across, but to the right of Okay. That, that'd that be good. Because uh, I've heard rumors that many, many years ago, a brew was supposed to come before, but mm-hmm. it got voted out not to come. Oh, well, see, we had to change our ordinances. Okay. Yeah, because what of the meeting. What about the Walmart? I heard that Walmart was supposed to come and they voted it out. Now, based upon what I've heard, mm-hmm. um, that was false information. Was um, I mean, you know, people can tell me anything. Yeah. <laughs> they can say anything. Yeah, because um, I've heard about a lot of businesses that are supposed to come here, but they got voted down. And, right. and I think the reason why a lot of things get voted down or don't, you know, don't get approved is because the community doesn't go out to the, the town meetings mm-hmm. and voice their opinion exactly. and put in a vote. Exactly. That's all you got to do, people. Go out to the town hall meeting and voice your opinion because, like, my father, he used to always stress that. My mm-hmm. father and my mom, they used to always stress going to the meetings and let the people know what you want and vote for it. Right. And then people get mad and they say, oh, the white people got yeah. this. But... They got it because they went and Who's voted. at the meeting? Yeah, right, exactly. Involved. Right, you got to be involved. Right. You got to be involved in your community if you want your community to sustain or, and grow, you know? Right. But a lot of people can't seem to understand that. So, I mean, pfft, What I do you know. expect? <clears throat> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, because it's something, even whenever mm-hmm. I get complaints and so forth, mm-hmm. um, you know, like uh, like the sidewalks and, and this is not being maintained. Now, you know... I can't see everything in the town. Right. You see what I'm saying? I don't I don't know who is who and what is what. Right. You know, I can go around and say, okay, well, this needs to be done and that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But people know their property. Right. 
they know that, okay, I need this done in my community. I need that done in my community. Mm. So they can actually bring that to me, but I'm one voice for them. Right. Although I can say, okay, this needs to be done. Yeah. Um, and it can be done for the moment and then, you know, not be done right. later on. Cause I think that was one of the questions that somebody had asked me, um, to ask you about, uh, the sidewalks on the fairground. Right. And maintaining all the, the properties around the community because there's some properties around here that are owned by older people that live out of state. Mm-hmm. Either right. the house, the houses or the property was owned by their family and everybody passed away and they still have it and they don't care to come and check it out. They don't care right. about all that. So uh, it's been a lot of complaints about some of the property around here. Well, I spoke with the town manager regarding that probably a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. and he had stated how well they, they it is a process where you have to send letters and you know wait so many days and so forth. Right. And then what happens is if the town itself have to come out and um, maintain that property, they'll pretty much send them a bill and say, you have to pay this. Um, We do have a lot of projects going on right now uh, with our maintenance crew. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we are building uh, bathrooms. So just uh, finished building bathrooms. Right, at the basketball court. And the ones at the town stage, uh, if they're not finished by now, they're all... they are either finished or almost finished over at the town stage. Okay. And the same thing is happening down here at the Peabody Park as well. So there are some projects that maintenance people actually have to do themselves. Um, and so it's, you know, sometimes slight reminders are needed right, right. <laughs> from the residents. When right. they show up and say, look, you know. Well, I know Mario Marshall would be really happy to hear about the bathrooms being fixed at the, at the <laughs> yes. park. Because he hosts the, the basketball tournaments and right. he really needs the, the running water and stuff he was saying. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mario Marshall, I mean, he has been so instrumental. He yeah, stepped in with the football camp. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, uh, he's, he, he um, did like a kickball. He's just trying to do things for He does youth. a lot of things, yeah. He's right. always working for the youth. And he also went to the school and paid school fees. Oh, wow. Last year. Because, okay. you know, a lot of the, the school, the high school was saying that Kids couldn't graduate or, mm-hmm. you know, get receive lunch if they right. didn't have their dues paid. Now so, that's, and that's my pet peeve right there. So. Yeah. <laughs> so he went and him and what's his partner name? Um, can't remember his partner's name. Raymond. 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 Mm-hmm. They went and paid fees. Wow. And I was wishing my daughter would have been up in there. <laughs> I was like, man, he didn't get Jordan. <laughs> but, you know, but that's a good thing. And and I really appreciate the things that he does. And he, I'm going to get him in here one night, too, so he oh, can talk yes. about a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. And I know on Friday nights, though, that's when we record. And Friday nights, he loves football. Okay. He's at the, he's at the football game or he's in Fayetteville at a football game for his nephew or something. Okay. Like that. But we have spoken. Okay. And, and we will get him on here soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, um, you know, speaking, you know, not speaking about all the political stuff right now, like, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Biscoe. You're originally from yes, Biscoe? Yes, I was born in Troy and raised in Biscoe. Okay, so, like, I know my mom told me not to be asking women at age, but... I'm 45. You're 45? I'm, I'm 45. Okay, mm-hmm. so, I don't remember you. <laughs> like, growing up, I was in Biscoe a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had a... Of one or two girlfriends over there at the time, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, I always heard your name, <laughs> but I, I never, I think you used to, well, I don't want to put that yeah. job in. 
<laughs> I know you married now, so yeah. we're not gonna bring that up. And I'm like, yo, because when I first seen you, I was like, man, where is she from? Like, I've never seen you before. Wow. And I don't know how, because I'm pretty sure you play sports. You went to East, right? I didn't. Go, no, no, no. Oh. See, we left. We left in the sixth grade when I was in the sixth grade. Okay. So that's probably <clears> why. Um, we, my father, he worked for CPNL. It's oh, okay. Progress Energy now, yeah. but um, Duke, well, Duke Energy now, yeah. right? So he worked for CPNL, and they transferred him to Moore County. Okay, so you went to Moore County mm-hmm. School. But we still came back, had, went to church, and we had Youth Against Drugs. It was a step team. I don't know. Have you ever heard of that? That sounds familiar. Well, it was a step team, and we had, I mean, we didn't have a lot of people on the West Side come, but a lot of East Side people. That were, does sound familiar. Mm-hmm, on the step team. Because me and Mario also spoke about him starting up a step team. Yes, he told yeah. me about that as well. So maybe he can get some advice from you because okay. I told him I didn't know anything about the step team. <laughs> I put some yes. dance moves together for you, but I can't help you with the step team. Though. Yeah, it was back in, in 99 is whenever we wow. first started it. Okay, so in 99, I wasn't here in 99. Okay, okay. I left in 92 and I came back in 2000. No, I made a pit stop in 95 and I left again and came back in 2001. Okay, so you did miss out that yeah, phase. Yeah, so yeah. I missed all that. Right. I, do y'all have video clips of all this? Oh, yes, definitely. Is it on YouTube? As a matter of um, yes, it's actually called Youth Fest. Okay. We had a Youth Fest. I'm to check it out. A lot of, we had different people all from all over North Carolina came to East Montgomery. Okay. And they had a step a step show and um and won prizes and, and all types of things. Yeah, I gotta I gotta check it out. Youth yeah, you Fest. Do. We you definitely missed that mm-hmm. on YouTube. So, how did you meet your husband? Uh, in Bisco. Bisco. Yeah. <laughs> he's sitting over there all quiet I'm right now. I'm telling you. You, you he, can't see him, but he's in here. John going to let it get too far. Right. He was, he was standing back in the cut, had his little red skin. Um, red skin. Red skin. Oh, the bomber jackets. Y'all remember those? Red skin. You still a red skin fan? <laughs> Carolina Panther. Uh oh, Dallas. Oh. Okay. We're good here. I don't care who is. We're good. (laughs) That's what's up. Yes. But uh, so far as your church, like, you guys do a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, Carolina. (laughs) You guys do a lot of stuff. I don't know how they lost against uh, Clemson last week. But as far as the church, you guys do a lot of things, man. I see people out all the time getting clothes. Right. And, and, you have the the hair salon inside the church. Yeah, well, actually, we're transitioning now. We're um, we're taking a salon out and expanding the clothing closet. Okay, um, because there's a great need. Yeah, it is. And really is. we only open on Thursdays from nine to two. Well, okay. if we expand it, then that means that people can come throughout the week inside. Okay. Um, because, like I said, there's a great need in the community. Yeah, it is, man. A lot of people. Uh, I've heard people talking about it. Right. And I've seen people out there. People that you wouldn't even think would be out there. Right, exactly. They're out there digging through the boxes, mm-hmm. going through the clothes. Cause, well, anything to lighten the load for the families. Right. You know, if you can get, go out and people donate, they donate. Some of the clothes still have tags on them. Yes. So if you can save money in that way. You right. know, we had a, here in Troy, we have 46% in poverty. I believe it. 46%. I believe it. And so it's like, you know, if we can can shift that, they can come and get free clothes mm-hmm. and they can use the money that they have on other things. Right, that that'll needs. help them out a lot. Right, exactly. It might be 47% because I think we, that's we're like, in that poverty that's, level. That's Even half. though I work every day. <laughs> that's half And everything, yo. That's crazy. Almost yeah. half, of, and that's it. That's, that's it. That's, that's sad, actually. Yeah, it is. It is. Wow. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I tend to see that in like in the small little towns too, like in the countryside. I but, see that. But my thing is like, as far as people being like, maybe say homeless and stuff, 
when I when I lived in Atlanta, I saw people, homeless people all the time. And it was really sad, you know. It was people that were sick, like mental disorders and everything right. that was out in the street and nowhere to go. And it was really bad. And and I actually knew one person that became homeless and was in the street, but refused for me to help him. Oh. Yeah, he refused for me to help him. I, I offered to get him back to his family, <clears throat> but he refused for me to do that until it was probably like a year and a half, two years later. He went through a lot of stuff and he was dealing with the, the street and he couldn't deal, deal anymore. So he finally came to me. He met me in my parking lot one day and said, Kendall, I'm ready. And I said, okay, I got you. And I took care of him. And, um, you know, what I always say about small towns like this, though, I don't think anybody should be homeless. Exactly. Because, like, I wouldn't be homeless in a small town like this. I'm going to knock on somebody's door and I say, I'm hungry. Right. I need somewhere to sleep. Especially, Somebody's going to look out for you. Especially there's more hospitality. Uh, yeah, in the right. More people will look out for you, man. Right. So uh, I just don't see how people could actually be homeless. I had a friend that was asked, I'm not going to call his name, but he was actually homeless in Troy, sleeping on the Peabody steps at one time. Oh, wow. And wow. I didn't even know it. I see him every day, but I didn't know that he was homeless like that. I had another friend that was homeless riding around in a car that was his home. Wow. You know, and, and I found out about that because I noticed he kept wearing the same clothes. Yeah. And one day I called him, it was freezing cold, and I called him early in the morning sleeping in the car. Oh. And I thought he was with his wife and everything, but he was homeless. His wife left him and he was homeless. Wow. <clears throat> That's pretty sad. Man. And it's something because, you know, we have the 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 invisible homeless, you know, those right. that, that they're you see them during, throughout the day and it looks like they're good yeah. and but then they don't have a place to stay and and that is that confuses the county as a whole because really if you um look at our statistics of homeless mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like we have right. hardly any you know but so we do have them what about the um social services like what are they doing to help them well <laughs> Now, from our as when people come to us, what mm-hmm. we do is we find a shelter on the outside. So we find okay. a shelter, um, the one in Sanford, one in Rockingham. So we don't um, have one in Troy. We do not have one Montgomery in Troy. County. We have, we, not in Montgomery know. County at all. And which is something that personally I've been trying to push for um, and trying to get, get, because the thing is, is that Although we, the state gives the county monies for these things, mm-hmm. if we don't have an organization to come to open it, right. then the money can't go anywhere. So we have to have organizations to come in and open those types of, of, of things okay. like the homeless shelter. And- what about um, uh, my nephew, Tremaine Ingram? He, mm-hmm. He's the owner of uh, Moco Life 910. Right. Mm-hmm. What about somebody like that? What if, what if they stepped in? And- now, that would be good. If if I'm telling you, if these 501c3 organizations, mm-hmm. and you have to be 501c3. Right. And, he is. and, and that's really good because uh-huh. I'm gonna tell you, one thing about um our color is that we don't like to, you know, go through the process. You, you know, got to, and you, you do for sustainability purposes. Right. If you wanna do things, you have to have it um set up the structure set up correctly so that because there's monies that come in there's monies that are available um but an organization like moco life if they came in and they said look we open up a youth center right right we're gonna get this building we're gonna you know and and so at that point now 
you know, we can look in all types of resources and say, okay, let's direct monies into that nonprofit right. organization because it's necessary for our community. It really is. I'm going to talk to him about that because he was, uh, he had called me last week and he, him and his wife were actually riding around Troy and they was looking and he asked me, like, what do, what can we do for Troy to make Troy better? Like, mm. especially in our neighborhood down here. Right. <clears throat> I spoke about the, the park that got shut down and it was rumors that it was on top of uh, some type of landfill. Landfill, right? And that's I don't know if I that's true. Yeah, and I didn't believe that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was like, I, I really didn't right. believe that. I think that's something that just made up something similar to. And I'm not too sure about all the details, but right. but you was going through an issue with the Peabody School, right? And yes. that's what it reminds me of when he was talking about the uh, park being on the landfill. And I'm like. So I think they ran a lot of game on the Peabody situation, too. But I don't know all the details of that. And right. if you want to speak on it, you can speak well, on it. Well, I can because the thing is, is that um, so Peabody, the Troy Housing was able to take over the Peabody, um, the, the actual school back in, I think it was 1999 then, 1999, okay. around that time. And But it was with the agreement that the Peabody Community Club would actually have access to the gym and the two rooms that they have now as well. And so there was some things that occurred over the years, new leadership that occurred with Troy housing. Mm -hmm. And based upon that new leadership, they were like, okay, if you all want to use it, you're going to have to pay $400 every time you use it. And so, but I was able to find that old contract Mm -hmm. and I asked um, the, the leadership is this contract still valid? And he said, yes. And I said, he said, they didn't terminate it. The Peabody Club didn't terminate it. Well, so since it didn't terminate, right. That's so I'm right. like, what are we waiting on then? Right. You know, and but it's a matter of getting the people in there that that will be dedicated to maintaining it, running the programs mm-hmm. um, and, and keeping it you know, where the, the community can have access to it and not tear it up. And that's, and I understand we don't want to tear up. Right, and that's, right. I mean, you know, we have to make sure of that, but I'm going to tell you this one thing as well, because the buildings that are um, being maintained has, are being maintained by people that either the town has hired to mm-hmm. maintain it right. or, you know, different people have hired in order to maintain those things. Okay. Um, even with the park, you know, those are supposed to be maintained by the, by the town. Do they live here though? Those people uh, they hired. And, and that's the thing, you know, do they, well, the, the people, well, usually it comes through the maintenance okay. of the town. Okay. So the, the maintenance, the public works department is right. supposed to go around and maintain different things. So that's the thing is, is that we have to make sure that we're being treated fair. Like if you go to Denson Creek, there's a, a hired staff person there right. that's making sure that it's kept up. They have maintenance people there that's making sure it's kept up and so forth. And that's the golf club, right? The golf club. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So so something like that. I mean, you know, I, I would be interested in the town taking the Peabody gym over mm-hmm. and we ourselves maintaining it. I mean, you know, that's a lot to ask, but, you know, that's just my opinion. Right. Um, but just something to make it available available to the community and to to help put programmings in right. our community. So is does uh the town of Troy does do we own the country club, the golf course? Um yes. Uh-huh. Okay. That's town Because I know at one time it was privately owned. Right, it was. It was and mm-hmm. then they um it was going under and the town rescued it. Okay. And so now 
the public owns the golf course. Okay. And so, okay, because when you go down there, it seems like it's still privately owned. That's how the children make it seem. Right. Well, uh, the thing is, is that if... You know, based upon education, (laughs) when we educate ourselves, because anything, anything, and I say this all the time. I was talking to a police officer, not a a sheriff officer the other day um, and uh, well, officer on the sheriff department. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, you work for the public. And they forget that. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But his response was, no, I work for the sheriff department. No. The sheriff's department is publicly funded. Right. So you are our employee. Exactly. That's you see what I'm saying? I tried to explain that one time and I almost got beat up over um, that. And, and I stress that over and over again. Like if 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 taxpayers are paying your your um, paycheck, yeah. then guess what? Yeah. We have a say so exactly. on what's going I'm on. I'm telling you, I, I try to explain that to people. And I even told one of the officers that it's been a long time ago, though. They don't know that. Right. Well, this was last week <laughs> that I told this officer that and he was like, well, no, I don't work for it. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't seem to understand that. Right. And, and I think I would, I don't know, I sat with Glenda one time and talked about that. I was like, people have started doing things that got out of order because uh the other people or us as people are not educated, right. like you were saying, to understand the policies and the and the guidelines for how things are supposed to be ran right. in certain organizations. And people take advantage of that. And they do. And I'm going to tell you, the first thing I say is show me the policy. Right. If somebody tells me, like, this cannot be done or I can't do this, I need to see the policy on this. Yeah. Because you have to go back to the, the policy at the end of the day. The laws, mm-hmm. they work. Yes. <laughs> the laws work. And they're for all of us, right. not just some of us. Right. And so we have to go and say, OK, these are my rights. Right. This is what the law says that I don't have to even with police officers. I, I don't have to let allow you to search my car. Right. You see what I'm saying? You yeah. don't have probable cause to do. I give you no consent. But if people are not aware of that, I, a young man, um, they came to the door and uh, they asked, can we come in your house and search your home? And he thought that he had to. Right. So he let them come in and search his home. Yeah. They didn't find anything. But at the same rate, it's like they you don't have to. Right. You say, where where is the warrant? I need to see. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I need to see something. People need to really need to get educated on stuff like that because a lot of our youth are being taken advantage of like that too. I've seen a video on Facebook where a Hispanic uh, guy from Troy, I think, <clears throat> Nobisco, they had pulled him over and they was basically beating on his windows and oh, wow. cussing him out, telling him to get out the car. And he was like, no, I'm not getting out the car. Why do you want me to get out the car? And they finally just left him alone. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a video. You like saw that? that? I, no, it was a different one. Um, the guy, uh, the police... The police officer had pulled him over and then he just asked him for his license and registration. And the guy was like, uh, why are you pulling me over? And he didn't want to tell him. He's like, if you give me your information, your, your stuff, yeah. then I'll tell you what, you know, why I pulled you over. And they just kept going back and forth. He's like, he was basically fighting it. Like he was educated. You could right. tell. But then I guess the officer, like he got mad about it. And yeah, I, I don't know get, if he was they're going going to get mad because they think that they have the power over yeah. you like that. So like, he, uh, the dude didn't want to give it to him because he he didn't know what he got pulled over for. The uh, the police officer didn't state it to him. And you know I respect police officers and and you know they do a dangerous job. Right. They yeah. Do. That too. They do. And because if something happens, first people you call. Nine one one. That's They're it. coming. Right. They don't right. care. They're coming. Yeah. Just like a dog. Trouble. They running into it. They're going to protect the 
right. whoever, you know. Yeah. But they just take advantage of it sometimes and, and they abuse their power and, and their job position. They abuse it. Right. And I think they need to stop that. And and I do want to give a shout out to our our interim chief, Chief Atkins. Chief Atkins. Right. He's okay. like, um, Chief Allen was the one. He just retired okay. uh, in July, I think it was. And so Chief Atkins, I mean, he's he. He's very approachable. You know, he's he's willing to sit down and talk. You yeah. know, he's just really, really a people's person, community right. oriented. And it's Chief so. Atkins. Atkins. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Let me check him out. Chief Atkins. Um. So, like, we, we we're gonna start closing a little bit, but what can we do as a community right now to start making our communities better and get to more involved? Yeah. Get yeah. Getting right. more involved, like seeing more change to like. To grow, you know, as Troy, like, how are you guys going to grow? What can the people do and what can the people like you guys do to help right. out the community? Right. Like, what, what things can, like, what are the, the first steps to take, you know, to move on forward? Right. Well, I'm going to tell you this because whenever it comes time for budget, now mm-hmm. that comes around in, in the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. and the budget pretty much shows what our vision is it pretty much funds the vision for the rest of the year. Okay. And so what needs to occur is that people need, once again, going back to these, to the meetings, mm-hmm. people need to come out and voice what is, what are, what are the concerns that the community has? And with that, because, you know, we can either choose to listen to the community mm-hmm. or we can choose not to listen to the community. True. But I'm going to tell you this one thing. The community can hold us accountable for that yeah, at the polls. And supposed to. Right, exactly. Yeah. So if if we have people in these positions that are not looking out for the community, when November comes, that's whenever the voice can be said, like, right. listen, you've been in the, this position and, you know, you've been in all these years and we haven't seen any progress. So now, you know, what we're going to do, we're going to take you out of that position. We're going to put somebody right. else in there that's going to, to, to do what needs to be done in yep. the community. Now, also with our um, with the community at large is a matter of showing unity among one another, like coming mm. together. Right, that unity That's hard to piece. Do. All right, That's hard to do. that unity like, piece. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I can tell because people have their they have their own way of doing things, their own agenda. But I don't know if you've been to Peabody, the the actual um, Peabody Community Club meetings. Um, they have their meetings every third every third Monday um, at the Peab- at Troy Housing in okay. the basement. Park. I didn't even know that. Well, it's six o'clock every third Monday. And as a matter of fact, uh, Lewis Smith is the president. Is he? He is. That's my neighbor. Oh, wow. (laughs) And so, um, and I work with him. Like he comes to me and he brings me things that the community is saying. And so they voice their opinion to him or what their needs are. And he'll he'll, he'll reach out to me and say, as much as I done talked to him, he didn't even tell me this. Wow. I could voice a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Might start the night to wake him up. Yeah, I got this stuff to talk about. Yeah, for real. Some things need to change. Exactly, man. So, is there anything that you want to, you know, tell the people or let them know? Well, I do want to say, listen, we have to be patient. Um, We we purchased 117 acres of land Mm -hmm. last year, 2018, and we have a a company that's coming in in order to give recommendations of what can be placed out there. So, uh, you know, things such as sheets. 
Biscuitville, some hotels, oh, yeah, um, those different things are um, are possibilities okay. with that 117 acres of land. Where, um, where's the land at? Um, right off the bypass. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Right that's off the bypass. Yeah. It's really convenient. Yes, it is. It is. And being able even to attend to um, with the AmeriCal, which is just um, expanded with 70 plus jobs out there and their uh, median is around forty six thousand dollars a year. So which is way above what our you know, what we're dealing with here in the town as well. Um, So just being able to be patient, um, reach out to me, let me know. You know, there's no need of talking among one another negative if, you know, if it's not brought to me, you know, give me the opportunity. And then you can go back and say, I did bring it to her and and she didn't do what I tell you. And what's the way way people can get in touch with you or reach you? Yeah, they can reach me at the town hall. The town hall is located on um, Main Street and they can come in and either um, set up a meeting even on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Mm -hmm. Sherry Alga, Mayor of Troy. I put a lot of things out there and people can actually go in and schedule meetings for me, 30 minute uh, hour meetings um, Mm -hmm. that they can sit down and talk. And I've had young people come in. That's good. Yes, they've come come in and have spoken and said that what, what are you going to do for Troy you know yeah, <laughs> what you going to do see, that's, that's good she's making herself uh, open and available for people to come talk to her like that mm-hmm. and and that's how Barack Obama was you know I feel like people can get close to the president you know yeah, most time people Obama. push you off like oh I'm, I'm the mayor now or I'm the president I can't talk right now no, you got more power <laughs> like you, you get to yeah but that's pretty good though that's pretty good that people can do that. And so you go schedule your meetings at the town hall, you said? Right. You can. Well, you can go to the town hall and um, and because sometimes I'm there, mm-hmm. if not leaving a message and then I'll contact okay. usually within a day or so. Um, and also, once again, on Facebook, I have like a link that you can go in and go through that link and being able to schedule a time. Okay. They're able to see my available dates and available times we'll as well. We'll down in the description. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll put, put your links in the description okay, of the video. And that's pretty good. Um, like, you know, what I get out of this conversation tonight is, you know, we need to unite. We need to start attending the meetings. Right. If you want to improve the com- community, help improve the community, you got to do that. Go attend the meetings. Uh, you know, talk to people. And you said Lewis Smith, you can get in touch with yes, Lewis. Lewis. And Lewis is familiar face in the community, too. So people can always talk to Lewis. And does he still drive the bus? He drives no, the, I think he he's doesn't. retired with everything now. Okay, so <laughs> yes. he definitely could be in touch right. with him. So definitely got to do that, man. Unite with each other and attend these meetings because we want to get in on the budgets. We want to create new things around here. And I know a lot of people have ideas, but they never come to life because you never come out and speak it out in public. Mm-hmm. And we got to start doing that. And like for organizations like Moco Life 910, uh, other business owners around the way, Tia Capel, you know, young business owners with aspirations and they got a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. Bring them to the table. That's it. You know, That's bring it. them to the table. Let's start talking about it and, and, you know, start expanding our ideas and trying to make something happen. But I'm really glad you took time out to come sit down right. with us tonight. Right. I know it's a Friday night. Y'all could be doing a whole lot of other things, but they're here with us. <laughs> First in business podcast. And we 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 love our new mayor and we, we're gonna back you on everything. And we're gonna, you know, of course we're gonna if we have ideas or or something, we're gonna come to you. Oh definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely gonna do that, man. And and so we support you on First of Business. And and Italy. Anything you need to tell the people before we get out of here? 
Huh? Stay tuned for the next podcast. Exactly. <laughs> First of business, baby. Next week. Weekly. Pastor Mayor Sherry Allgood of Troy, North Carolina. Thank you. Peace.